Welcome to the Draw Shops Get Genius Podcast, where we talk to today's business influencers to pick their brain and pull out their genius. It's time to get genius. Hello, listeners, and thank you so much for joining me again. I so appreciate you listening to the show, and uh, some of you have sent in emails after the shows, and I love it, so keep them coming. Um, Today is going to be pretty cool because I am talking to an expert in podcasts who has a genius in uh, getting people on podcasts and getting to be their very best version of themselves on that podcast and building their business and their brand by being a guest. Uh, Her name is Nicole Holland, and she is the host of two hot podcasts, one called The Business Building Rockstar Show, and the other one is Get Guest Ready. And she helps the subject matter experts increase their visibility exponentially through podcast guesting to create greater impact, influence, and income. And we're going to talk to her and find out why industry superstars consider her a genius at what she does. And you'll find out all about that on the show today. Um, She's been referred to as a game changer, thought leader, innovator, and a super connector. And when you listen to her, you'll find out exactly why. She's been named by Huffington Post as one of the 50 must-follow women entrepreneurs in 2017. That's a pretty big deal. Um, She was rated new and noteworthy by iTunes, so awesome. And she was featured in trending publications like Ford, Entrepreneur Magazine, Huffington Post, and she's a regular guest on podcasts herself. Uh, She hosts virtual summits and she does live events as well. Um, And she's uh, guests at events all across the country. Um, She's really dedicated to her clients who are entrepreneurs, business owners, authors um, with powerful missions. That's important to her um, that they have that because uh, she's all about helping them get their message across and helping them succeed on those uh, missions by increasing their visibility and profitability through very leading edge marketing strategies. We go into a couple of those today, um, but she's she's got a ton of information um, on her site, and she's just awesome. So I she's like definitely my new friend, and <laughs> I'm excited to actually meet her in person. Um, but her site is called interviewsthatconvert.com, and she. Uh, we'll have something special for you and a special link towards the end of the interview if you stay listening. But we've got lots of good stuff that we're going to be talking about, like how do you know if you're even ready to be on a podcast? Is is the right choice for you to start being a guest on other people's podcasts? Do you want to start your own podcast? And what are the places and events that you should be attending if that is something you want to get into? And what kind of preparation do you need or do you? Um, just all kinds of audience style questions, you know, who's the audience you're speaking to? Um, how do you, how do you actually build your business and your brand by doing podcasts and being a guest on podcasts? And how do you get somebody to even help you be a guest? How do you get to be a guest or be invited to be a guest? So all of those questions will be answered. Nicole is awesome. So please enjoy the interview. Make sure you listen out at the end and 
Enjoy. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for hanging out with me and chatting today. Absolutely. I'm so stoked to finally be here. Yay. Thanks, Summer, for having me. Yeah, this is going to be um, this is going to be really fun because your favorite topics are my favorite topics. <laughs> so <laughs> we've got so I mean, we both love marketing. Um, we're both um, geeks in, in a lot of ways. <laughs> I mean, that as a compliment. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love being a geek. Good, because we're going to totally geek out today. Um, what's really cool is that you are you're such a genius when it comes to interviewing and all things podcasting and not only that but just you know so many things with entrepreneurship and you know how to really live a life with purpose while doing all of these things and really doing it well so we get to talk about all that kind of stuff um i'm totally going to pick your brain in terms of podcasting and i think a lot of listeners are going to be excited because uh, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that have, you know, played around with that. Should I have a podcast? You know, there's so many people I know. There's so much content I have to offer. How should I do this? And they just, you know, it it scares them a little bit because they aren't confident in their interviewing skills or actually being interviewed themselves if they're going to be on somebody else's podcast. So I'm just excited to talk about all those things. <laughs> Me too. It sounds like fun. Yes. So um, let's start, though, with how this became your thing that you became a genius in and why you love it and why it gives you purpose. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for, for you know, the compliment that I'm a genius in it. Um, I actually, if anybody's familiar with The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, some of you read that? Yes. So he talks about your zone of genius and your zone of excellence. And what I've come to discover is actually this whole podcast guesting thing, this whole podcast guesting thing, like it's just a thing, right? No, uh, podcast guesting and preparing people for it and podcasting itself and all that, I love so much. But really, I feel that's my zone of excellence. And I'm happy to talk about how it came to me. Um, my My zone of genius is the strategy and being able to see people's vision, what they want for themselves, and back it up to create step-by-step little things. Like I had, I was talking with somebody last night, um, and I said, "Are she's not quite a client yet?" And I, I said, "You know, I'm, I'm hearing this." And I said, "Are you willing to to take action on this? Can I give you some homework?" And she's like, "Well, I don't know, I don't know." And I'm like, "I'm not going to give it to you if you don't, you know, if you're not sure." She's like, "I got to tell you yes before you'll tell me." I said, well, yeah. Like, are you willing to do something about this or are you not? And she said, okay, but I just don't want something like really, that's going to be really big and scary. And I'm like, that's not how I work. You've got the big and scary dream that you have spent years not getting to. So what I need to do is give you something that's really small and easy to, to work with. Right. And she said, oh, okay. And then I told her just one little languaging shift, just one thing where when you are aware that you're saying this, I want you to say this instead. Just like, that's it? Oh, yeah. That's how you become a rock star. That's how you get the visibility you want by doing little steps that lead you to the big goals. And so that's really where my genius lies in being able to translate, pe- translate people's 
big vision into those small steps and exits off the highway that are going to take them on the right road rather than trying to power through, um, you know, in another way. So that's where I believe my genius lies. Now, with podcast guesting specifically, when I became a podcaster, which I was not passionate about, I didn't really know about, um, I had interviewed somebody about podcasting for my audience. And he said to me, you know, you're pretty good at this. And if you enjoy this uh, interviewing, you know, you, you, you could probably do a podcast. It's a lot easier than doing a summit because I was doing a summit at the time. So, well, I don't know. And his name's John Lee Dumas. He's got a show called um, Entrepreneur on Fire. And so, yeah, so like a lot of people know about that, right? He's a leader in, in the entrepreneurial podcasting space. And I said, you know, this guy kind of knows what he's talking about. And so maybe it's worth listening. Uh, so I said yes to it. And I started podcasting, but I never listened to a podcast. I start, I never, you know, I, I didn't have a vision for my podcast. And so he made me pick a date and we we had a talk and I, I made the commitment and I, I did it. Not really, again, having that passion for doing it, but just seeing it as a marketing strategy. So then when I started doing that, I said, I should probably right? Because I want to always see the end goal. And then how do I get to there from where I'm at? I should probably get on other people's podcasts to get the experience of what are they doing? What do I like? What do I not like? Since I'm not a podcast listener. And that's kind of how it all began. And so I became a guest and was getting out and people would say, oh, wow, you're such a great guest. I'm like, yeah, awesome. Rock on, you know? And I'm like, I'm the star of the show, right? Not, not in an arrogant way, but I was thinking I'm, this is like a stage, right? Like if you're going to go speak, you got to have your shit. To, sorry. I don't know if I can swear. <laughs> okay. You got to have your stuff together. You got to be ready. Right. So I did everything I could in my brain, what I could figure out to get ready. And then I would deliver, but I missed so many things that I didn't know was missing. And so all these people are saying, Oh my gosh, you're such a great guest. Thank you so much. And, you know, people are opting in and saying, oh, my gosh, I don't even know what you sell, but I want to work with you. I'm like, cool, cool. This is really cool. And then I started really getting into it. And when I was a podcast host, I was I was recognizing what made a really great guest for me versus what made a guest. And I wanted to learn more. And so I started really diving into what are the characteristics? What is that underlying thread? And then I would go out on other people's shows and start testing my assumptions. And so this is how I eventually, and I was just connecting people and saying, hey, you're a great guest. I'd love to introduce you to some podcasters that I know who are great podcasters. Who's going to do that? And so after about, I don't know, eight or nine months of doing that, you know, people were coming to me and saying, can you do this for me? I say, no, 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 no. But I was teaching. I was talking about, here's what makes a great guest. Every one of my guests, I was telling them, hey, did you know if you do this, you'll get a better sound? Or did you know if you do that, you'll get a better conversion or whatever? So I was sharing my knowledge just freely. And um, yeah, at the end of 2016, I finally said yes to somebody who was a guest who I wanted to help them get more leverage because I believed in what they were doing. And they really pushed me to do it for them. And that is how, you know, coming back to your original question, that was a few minutes ago, <laughs> rambling on, that was how interviews that convert was built. And so I help people get on podcasts. I pitch them, like I do the booking, but not only that, I work with them on the back end to understand this is how you can achieve your big goal, leveraging this platform. Does that make sense? 
Absolutely. Yes. So why, why do you think that being a guest on a podcast, let's just go from that perspective, you know, that side first, and then we could talk Mm -hmm. about actually being, you know, a host of a podcast. Why do you think that that's so effective? And is it for everyone to, to grow their brand and their business or is it industry specific? I love this. Okay. So there's three things here. Number one, it's not industry specific. So far as I can tell, I've yet to figure out an industry that it won't work in. However, to your second point, it is not for everyone. If you don't love communicating, if you don't love having real relationships, if you don't love, um, the, the spoken word, it's probably not the best avenue for you, like blog or find something else. Um, but podcasting is very, very personal. Excuse me for just a minute. I just have to put my throat. <clears throat> podcasting is very, very personal, right? So the listeners who are listening to us right now, I'm hoping are leaning in because they're interested in what I'm talking about as I'm talking. And when I start, stop talking and you're talking, they're leaning in because they know you, they love you. They tune into your show regularly because they know that you can get the goods from your guests that nobody else can get. And they know that you're going to get just the right guests for them. And so the listeners fall in love with the host, right? And the host is able to bring on guests that resonate with their audience. It's always, I always say it has to be audience first. And that's where you get that perfect chemistry. And that's what makes an amazing podcast, whether you're a podcaster or you're a podcast guest or your listener, you have to have that triad of connection and chemistry for the for the fireworks, right? It's just like in any relationship. So when people are looking at podcast guesting as, oh, this is a hot thing. I want to ride this rocket. You know, I'm going to go out there and I'm, I've got my messages and I'm going to tell people and I'm going to get people on my list. And they're going to buy my book and I'm going to get publicity. It usually does not work well for them because their reasoning for getting on the shows is not it's not um, connected. And podcasting is a connected medium. Podcast guesting is a connected medium. There are plenty of shows that really are just um, for their, their less connection and they're more like factual. And, you know, and then there's, of course, the comedy shows and all that. But in our industry, um, in the business landscape, if you're going on podcasts to get uh, more visible by your ideal clients, clients, customers, and buyers, then you want to get on shows that are aligned, that the the chemistry is right between you and the host and also you and the listeners. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It totally does. So how does somebody need to be prepared to be a guest on a podcast? Some people are, it's funny because I actually did um, an interview a few weeks back and the guy that I was interviewing was at the end, just like, how was I, was that okay? And this is a guy that speaks on stage pretty often. And he's very, very comfortable on stage when it came to doing a podcast. He felt very out of place and kind of (gasps) under the microscope, you know, just like, ah, he was nervous. Whereas he totally owns it on, on stage. Is there, you know, some people are thinking, how can I just go and be on somebody's podcast? Do I have to have some type of preparation? Am I ready for this? How does somebody know that they're going to be good at this or that they even should do it at all? 
Yeah. So this is kind of a big question, right? Um, and everybody is going to be different because it's it's just like dating. You have to go through um, dates that are not your forever partner. You know, you're not going to you go. You okay. Some people, they find their person early in life or, you know, they find their person on that one date and they have this magical thing. The majority of human beings do not do it that way, at least in the Western world. Like we have to meet many people who are not a right fit before we find somebody who is a perfect fit, like a glove, right? Yeah. It's the same way with anything you do, I believe. And with podcast guesting, do you need to be prepared? Yeah. I mean, there's things you can do. Like I have, I always bring, you know, a big thing of water with a sippy cup lid and a straw because I'm near the computer and expensive equipment. Um, when I am doing an interview, right? Like I have tissues, I have chapstick. You know, I turn my phone off and, um, you know, there's things like that that you can do to prepare. But in terms of being ready in your in your mind and with your talking points, and I tell you, every host is different. Every show is different. You have to know the show that you're going to be on and what they do. You have to know their style, what their listeners enjoy and be prepared to go with the flow. Um, And if you're somebody that needs talking points and you need to find shows that want your talking points. Personally, I don't like doing that. I like to be in the present and whatever comes, I believe is just perfect. Um, I'm a conversationalist. So you have to know what the host wants and what the host wants, just do. Like if they send you something, as I hear the questions that I'm going to ask, be prepared to answer these questions, then you need to do whatever you need to do to prepare. Um, But beyond anything else, it's a mindset of how are you showing up? And afterwards, do you want to get better? Do you want to continue along this path of using podcast guesting as a a positioning uh, piece of your marketing strategy? Um, And what, what results do you want to get? So it's just, it's such a big question because there's, it's going to be a different answer for everybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it totally makes sense. So let's talk about, you know, knowing, knowing who you're talking to, what are the things that people should ask or should be prepared for if they are going to be a guest? So specifically, I'm talking about who, who is like the avatar of your audience, you know, how do, how can we, figure that out because an audience can, can range quite a bit. You know, we have for our listeners, I know that we have entrepreneurs of all different levels. There's people just starting out and then there's people that are 20 years in and they're transitioning into something else. There are different stages, but they're the common theme is that they are entrepreneurs. Um, what kind of, you know, research or how can somebody learn more about who's going to be listening to them and understanding if that's even the right audience that they should be speaking to. Awesome question. Because the majority of your time when you're going to, if you're going to create a podcast guesting strategy, that's solid and going to get you what you want. It's the research is the biggest piece of that, right? It's not actually doing it's the research. And so it's not about how do you find, you know, the audience of a specific show. It's first going to yourself. Who is your, okay, what, first of all, what are your goals? Are you looking to get in front of people for, um, for, for what purposes, right? Is it just 
name recognition? Are you looking to be seen by other people who are leaders in your industry? Are you looking for the credibility for them to see you as an up-and-comer? Or are you looking to get to your target clients and customers, right? What are your goals? Like, who are you trying to communicate with through this? Are you just looking to put some uh, specific names, like, and you're as seen on, like, what are your goals? Then you also need to know who is your ideal buyer or person you want to reach, right? How do they consume content? Are they are they even podcast listeners? And if they are, ask them, what do you listen to? You know, there's so many opportunities, whether it's via email or social media or however you're communicating with your audience, whether you are just starting out or whether you've got, you know, a multimillion dollar company is immaterial. You connect with your audience and you find out through whatever ways, whether it's market research from, you know, your company or whether it's just you doing a Facebook live and saying, Hey, or even just a post on your blog or what an email or whatever and saying, Hey, so I was just looking at uh, this podcasting thing. It's all new to me. What shows should I be listening to? Um, They're not going to tell you shows that they don't listen to themselves, right? So there's one thing. Or you can even just say, I'm going to start doing some podcast guesting. What shows do you think I have to be on? And then they're going to help you there too, right? And if it depends, as long as you're not you're talking to the right people, right? You're you just don't just go into a Facebook group and say, "Hey, what shows should I be on?" Or what you know, no one knows you. You have to talk to your ideal and perfect client. And the more perfect the people are for you, the more perfect the answers they give you are going to be. And that's really the path of least resistance. And you take that information and then you go listen to those shows. I do a thing where I go for my clients that I do bookings for, and then also for myself, I'll be like, is this somebody that I would like to have dinner with? Could I have a beer with this person and enjoy myself? And if the answer is no, then that's not a show for me. It doesn't even matter about their listeners. Like that's just a no off that for me. Um, and I'll do the same thing for my clients. In fact, I've got, I'm still getting messages today from a podcaster and a client that I connected Uh, They did their interview yesterday and it's like, they're just gushing over. They're like soul sisters and like they've, they're the same person in so many ways. And now they're doing these collaborations and it's like all this amazing magic is happening. And that's because I'm very intentional about not just the audience, but the connection of the host and the guest, because Summer, your people don't know who the heck I am but they know who you are. And going back to that, they trust you. They adore you. They are tuning in for you. If you think I'm the bee's knees, then that gives me instant credibility. If you don't know who I am, you don't care about me. And you're just having me on your show because you need to fill a space. Your audience will feel that disconnect as well. And they, I will have to win them over in a way that I wouldn't have to, if we got on well, does that make sense? So true. That is so true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You and you can you can you can absolutely feel it. I totally agree. Um we're very whether we think it or not, we're very intuitive <laughs> as humans. So um okay. So now we've talked about you know speaking to your right audience. Um Making sure that there is a connection really between the, the, yourself and whoever you are being interviewed by, um, or if you are in doing the interviewing, 
and of course with your audience. So you could have this brilliant, wonderful podcast. And of course, just like any other service or product can be brilliant and awesome if nobody knows it exists then it really doesn't do much good. So how, you know, you love marketing. I love marketing. You obviously need marketing to get people to know that you exist and listen to your podcast. So if you are somebody who's starting out or for example, somebody else, you might be a guest on somebody's show and they might be promoting. What are the ways that you can promote yourself being on somebody's show or your own podcast? Sure. So for my clients, what I do is set up tweets, right? And I, I want to make sure that when they get the booking, and, and I do, again, I do this for myself, usually, sometimes I fall off. Um, but one of the best practices is that you get the booking, awesome. You tweet it out or use, you know, whatever social platform you're using just to say, I'm really looking forward to being on this show, right? And then once you're on the show, letting people know, hey, I just had a great interview with so-and-so. Now, it has to be sincere. If it was a if it was a bomb, then obviously don't do that. You have to feel good about it. And then, so just those little things. And it's goodwill. The other person knows, hey, this person actually cares about my show. This person cares about me. Um, and then when it comes out, putting it out, again, social media is amazing. If it's a big deal, maybe you want to put it out on um, your email, if you have an email list, if that's a way that you're communicating with your people, it's just so specific. Um, you know, I've seen people do blog posts before where they're bloggers and that's where people are, there's other eyes are their audiences, um, through the blog. So they may take some of the key points from the interview that they did and say, you know, I was just on this show. Here's some of the key takeaways. Can't wait to, you know, when it releases, I'll keep, what, whatever there's, it's, it's really about, um, you know, I, I love how creative you are and, and it's really just about unleashing that. And I think even people who will say, well, I'm not a creative, right? I'm, I'm, I don't understand marketing and I'm not creative and I can't do that. It's just not true. It's how at the end of the day, would you want somebody to blow you up? How would you want somebody to show their appreciation for you? And I mean, that can go to your love languages. It can go whatever. And I think that when we treat others the way we want to be treated, it's just natural. And when it's authentic, it's just natural. When you have your own podcast and you want to get ears on that, I think one of the one of the things that I find very frustrating is what that I hear and see people stressing over getting on new and noteworthy. Why just new noteworthy? Go to get on there. Okay, whatever. Like get over it. You know what you need to do? You need to go find your tribe. So what I did when I first started my podcast was I I love Twitter. I was very active at the time on Twitter. And so I would have conversation starters. So, and I would, okay, I'm going to give you my whole breakdown of what I did on Twitter. Yes. I would find people who I thought were my ideal listeners. And so one of the ways I would do that, uh, let's say John Lee Dumas, we'll just use him. Right. So, um, and I, I don't actually think I did. I'm trying to think of somebody I used and I can't, I can't remember, but essentially you want to go find people who are following people that have similar messages to you, right? And that's why I say I don't think I did it with John because I wasn't I, I wasn't trying to attract the same people. But um, I would go, let's say summer. Let's just say, okay, so I recognize that your people are my people. So I'm going to go to your Twitter. I'm going to go into see who's following you. 
And then I'm going to take the time. Is this time consuming, guys? And this is something a lot of people don't want to do. They say, oh, that takes too much time. Well, it does. Um, So I would go in. I would look at each person's thing that caught my eye. And I had a criteria. Um, They couldn't be a company. They had to be a real person. They had to have a real picture. They had to be an entrepreneur. They had to be a specific type of entrepreneur. They had to be in the U.S. or Canada. Um, you know, I had this like long list of criteria. And so I would look and I'd say, oh, is this person meeting this criteria? Yes. Okay. Follow them. Is this person meeting? No. Okay. Skip it. So I would follow the people that were following the people that had similar messages, styles, and what have you. Then when people followed me, I had a list of conversation starters. So it might be like, you know, for an author, for example, if somebody follows me, I would go and look and say, what's this person's, you know, profile and everything. I'd look at their thing and I'd say, oh, I see you're an author. How, uh, how long you've been doing that? Or, oh, you've got a new book coming out. What inspired you to write that book or something like that? But they would be a fun, authentic conversation starters specific to the person I was messaging on Twitter. And then when they wrote back, that's a conversation. Okay. So we would have this little dialogue and at times they would also ask me, what are you working on? Oh, well, actually, I'm focused right now on my podcast I just launched uh, for entrepreneurs or for authors or whatever it is their position. And the next logical question is what? The next logical question. Oh, sorry. Is yeah. <laughs> I thought next you were log- going to continue. Go <laughs> I mean, what's the next logical question? If, if I say, if somebody says, I'm asking about them and they're telling me about them and then they ask me, what am I working on? And I say, I've got this brand new podcast I just launched for entrepreneurs. What's the next log- logical question if they're an entrepreneur? Exactly. And that's when I would share the link. Boom. Now I've got a base of raving fans um, because I knew who I was serving. And so that takes time and people don't want to put that time in. They want to, you know, a quick thing and they want to like just blast out information, but people don't engage with information. They engage with connection. And so I have maybe a different view than a lot of people. I didn't care about the download numbers. I cared about the quality of the listenership. I cared about creating relationships with listeners who would tell their friends without me having to say, tell your friends, tell your friends, please do this, please do that. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. It's just, it would be very natural. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yep, absolutely. That's so, how I did. I mean, there's a lot of different strategies. It just depends on, you know, what your interests are. And I mean, there's so many different ways, as, as you know, to market. Um, but that's what worked for me because I cared so much about the relationship, the relationship with my audience and only bringing in listeners who are going to love me. You know, I don't like doing sales calls with people who I have to convince to work with me. I'm like, no, thank you. I don't want to, I don't want to work with you. Right. Like if I, if you don't understand the value I bring before we get on the call, there's no sense in me doing the call. It's a waste of my time and energy. I only want to work with people who are a right fit. So, and I just take that kind of standpoint in any, in everything. And so if you're just starting out, it may be something to consider, you know, how much do you want to output and how much do you want to just attract your ideal people? Yeah, exactly. No, I think that's, it's so important to, it just, 
it doesn't really make sense. And some people will say, oh, well, I'm just starting out. And so I can't be picky and choosy about who I work with or who, you know, I'm attracting. They're just trying to do this big, huge blanket to get any, anyone that they can. And it's the same with, you know, social media or anything that you're doing where you're trying to engage people. It's like you said, it's not the numbers. It's not the amount of followers because you can have an Instagram account with 10,000 followers. And if only two of them care, like it doesn't matter, but you could have 10 and have nine actually care and be engaged. And that's what matters. Totally. Yeah. And and do you really want like 10,000 customers? It depends on what you're doing. Maybe you do. I know for me, I shut my calendar down all the time. Like this is the first week I've been doing sales calls since, and we're recording um, on December 5th. I had the woman I just had a call with before this interview. She's been on my calendar since September. She booked this appointment in September for December 5th. And like, that's just how I roll. And I wouldn't, I didn't do that at the beginning. I didn't think I could, but man, when I decided I was going to take control of my calendar and I was going to take control of how I worked with people and who I worked with. Oh my gosh, everything in my life changed. No, it's so amazing. You know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that I will speak with on the show and they will say, you know, I'll ask them who's, who's the typical client that comes to you. Who are you working with? And then they will say, you know, we're actually not taking on any more clients. We have our few favorites, but that doesn't mean that they didn't scale their business. So because they still love that one-on-one connection with their clients, they're just doing something else. That means, you know what, maybe, maybe certain people aren't exactly the right fit to work with you. However, it doesn't mean that your information and what you offer isn't going to be valuable to them. So there's still ways to, you know, whether it's a course or program, whatever it is, there's still ways to get to, you know, share your information and get paid for it. But you can be picky about the clients that you work with. And those clients, too, are going to have no problem handing over their check to you because they know the value that you bring. Exactly. It's building that audience and building that tribe and nurturing them in a way that they they are coming to you as buyers, not as, um, they're not checking like, Oh, well, I'm going to compare you. I used to hate that getting compared. Like, please just go with the other person. I'm not interested. Like I don't have a job. I'm not going on an interview. Like this is my expertise. This is what I do. And if you understand that and you see the value in it, we can have a conversation. But if you're not even sure what I do, why do you feel that you should be occupying my time? Like there's a lot of free content out there. Go find it. So, and, and maybe that, you know, might people might go, Oh my gosh, well, you're such a bitch. Well, that's okay. That's, that's an opinion. And it, and so they're not my people. Um, now the way my business runs, of course I have, um, I have that high level client that I work with that I just take a very small number of clients on, but I also have, um, you know, larger group programs and, and lower, um, entry point programs where people can still get my support, but yes, I mean the podcast. So it's like, this is a whole nother topic, but I'm not sure, you know, if you've, how much you talk about this on the show, but you know, multiple income streams, because you can't, I, I don't think it's wise to put all your eggs into one basket. Anyhow. Totally. I absolutely agree. Um, and that's, you know, but that doesn't mean at the same time to overwhelm yourself with so many different things. 
but there should be multiple streams. I totally, I totally agree. I love that. Um, yeah, let's talk about that and, and how, how you came to learn that and how you decided what those multiple streams would be. Well, it's, it's an evolving thing for me. I mean, I've always understood multiple income streams. I mean, even when I was working, I had real estate, you know what I mean? Like there's, uh, so it just makes sense. Plus I'm a creative, so I like doing lots of things. Um, but you're right. You can't overwhelm yourself with it. And so I've definitely fallen into that, but I also knew like I was putting in insane hours and, and over delivering and spending too much time with people quote too much. It wasn't too much because it was the perfect amount of time for me to be to, for me to understand how I can serve people better. So like I tried, you know, doing a membership thing for a bit and I had a small group and I realized this was not my bag. I didn't want to do it that way. Then I thought, oh, well, how can I serve people in this way and that way? So it's a lot of testing. Um, And the way I'm serving people right now, uh, let's see. So I've got the done for you uh, interviews that convert business where we work with high level entrepreneurs and business owners to get them that visibility via podcast guesting. And it's a total done for you package. I also do high level coaching and consulting specifically up until now, um, at time of recording, I've been working with people online. I'm actually, this is the first time I'm talking about it publicly. Um, but probably by the time this airs that it'll be public, but I'm actually repositioning and, uh, going into the offline space right now to go back into corporate consulting, which is something I have not done for like, many, many, many years. Um, yeah, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, but I also have, uh, the rockstar ready Academy, which is an online group program where I can help people at a very low cost, you know, who are just starting out or maybe who've been in business for a few years, but they're really struggling to actually convert that, um, their, their efforts into income. And they, they think, that by getting on television or getting on podcasts or, or any of that visibility focused stuff, they think it's all going to magically fall into place. And the problem is it doesn't. And, um, and so rockstar ready Academy is for them. If they're not at the point where they can hire a publicist or hire somebody to work with at a, at a, a high level. Right. Um, so let's see, that's the, the online program, the online coaching, the, um, done for you, the business consulting or the corporate consulting. And, um, I'm expecting, expecting, not done yet. Um, expecting to do a book this year. And also I do an annual summit. So that's a six. Yeah. I don't even know if there's anything else right now, but so that's what I mean by multiple. I think also sometimes people think, Ooh, multiple streams of income has to be like totally different things. No, it just means that you have to have, um, and, and actually I think, but so, and this is something I learned, um, when you're doing things that are not cohesive and congruent and all lead to the same place, it is way more work. So when you can, for example, if you're a designer, you can do, you know, websites maybe, and you can do even, um, you know, templates so that it's more of a, a done with you or, you know, a DIY, you can do different levels of what you do without going in like 15 different directions. Right. Right. Totally. And I think, you know, if you can, with all the things that you're doing, if they're all kind of serving that same purpose. And 
and audience. Yes, and audience, then it's a lot, it, it's it's not so overwhelming. And I think, you know, sometimes people can be like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, but it's, it, and it's more just for, there's not really a, there's not really a reason why they're doing it <laughs> outside yeah. of trying to make more money, which is fine, but it's just something that happens and, and makes it a lot more, um, <clears throat> feels more like you're in alignment when you're actually doing the different things that all serve that deeper purpose of why you're an entrepreneur to begin with. Totally. Totally. And the people that you love most working with. Yeah. Because why th- that's something it took me a while to I mean I understood it conceptually, but it took me a while and I'm constantly learning at a deeper level and a deeper level and a deeper level, but um you know why work with somebody who doesn't light you up and give you energy? Like, just why? And and I get that before you said, you know, well, like, you know, if it's somebody, it's a new entrepreneur thing, I got to reach everybody. And I think that that just, at least for me, consistently gets clearer and clearer and clearer. And even though I think, oh, yes, well, I'm only working with people I love and I'm stating that, but yet I'm making concessions and I'm letting boundaries get blurred so that I can, you know, I can accommodate for people's like issues. And, and then I'm like, wait, Nicole, what are you doing? Like, stop this crap. And no, no, really dial it in. And then I'll be like, okay, no, no, I'm really only working with people I love. Right. Yeah. And then I'll find like, Ooh, here's a client. And this is just, there's a disconnect. And so what did I do? And Ooh, well, I didn't do enough education before we got on the pre-call or we, we got a call and, um, I, they weren't being totally forthcoming and I didn't dig enough to find out. So now I know to ask better questions. And so again, it's just always this evolving process wherever you're at. I believe that we always have this opportunity to continue to get clearer and clearer and clearer about what ultimately what we want. And I think for everybody that I deal with, at least the underlying, like money is just a tool, right? The underlying desire is for freedom. So whether that means to spend more time with your family or to be able to do things for your family, or, you know, maybe you don't have a family, but you want to live the laptop lifestyle or whatever it is, right? It's the underlying desire is to feel good and to feel like you are completely free and to feel like you have complete control over what your life looks like. And that, that is yeah, I think it's so important that um, to bring people in, whether you're working with as clients or consultants or coaches or, you know, doctors or whoever you're dealing with, just being more and more aware of this is what I want in my life. This is what I want in my life and attracting people in that only serve your higher purpose of what you want in life. And like I said, most everybody that I know that I can think of right now, at least that underlying thing is joy and freedom. Yeah, I love that. That is perfect. <laughs> so well said. So if I, you know, a lot of our listeners who are considering um, being, you know, actually opening up that door and saying, okay, I think that maybe I'm ready um, or maybe I'm not. And I want to talk to Nicole to see if I am. <laughs> um, where can we send them to, to get more information and, and to see how they can fit in on being on growing their brand and their business by being a a guest on, on somebody else's podcast. And, and I think it's just, I will just say, I think it's just a good practice to have 
Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like even just being out there and being able to share your story and your message in a, in a way you start to get more comfortable and you allow yourself to be more authentic, which will spill out, spill over into the other areas of your life. 100%. I totally agree with you. So where can we send them? Yeah. So if you guys go to interviews that convert.com forward slash get genius, um, I'm going to put, I'm like sitting here going, do I want to put this or that? I think, I think the best thing I can do to serve this audience, if you guys want to get out on podcasts, um, I've got, I've got a checklist about the six steps to getting the yes from essentially any podcast host you ever want to be on. So if you have an idea like, Oh, one day I'd like to be on this show, but I'm not ready yet. That's cool. Or, Oh, I'm totally ready. I want to get on the show. That's cool. It doesn't matter where you're at. Um, it's the six steps to getting the yes. And I'll put that up at interviews that convert.com forward slash get genius. Okay. Awesome. And we'll make sure we have a link to that as well. So cool. Um, I feel like we could go on forever because (laughs) (laughs) you're just like my new super friend right now. (laughs) And I'm so like, honestly, before we hit record, I was telling you, like, I just so enjoy, um, your interviews and yeah. And again, it's who, who do I want to hang out with? Who do I actually, who would I actually like to know and, and get to be friends with? And, um, you definitely rank up there, Summer. It's been such an amazing ride as a podcaster and you can get this as a podcaster, as a podcast guest, whatever you get to know the most incredible people. And so in this crazy online space, it's wonderful and we can feel really connected. But what's, what's wild is so many of my friends now are podcasters. And I went to this event called podcast movement. This is the second year I went going for the third time this year in uh, Philly in July. And you get to actually see and touch in real life the people you've been talking to and developing yeah. relationships with. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's just so cool to like geek out with a whole bunch of people who are on the same page as you. So I hope to see you there. Yes. Tell me again. It's called Podcast Movement. Podcast Movement. Movement. Okay. And this year, it I believe starts the 23rd of July. It's happening in Philadelphia. They do it in different cities each year. And you can find out more about that at podcastmovement.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for that. Okay. I'm definitely Uh, checking that out. And anybody who wants to become a podcaster, like hands down, if I would have known then, because if I wanted to be a podcaster before I became a podcaster, like I said, that wasn't my intention. Um, I had no idea I was going to fall in love with this medium and it was going to actually be the backbone of my business. Who knew? Um, but it is like the best place for somebody who has a vision to start a podcast who hasn't done it yet. Go there. Like the sessions are incredible. The people you meet are incredible. And you will absolutely, if you want to do an interview show, you will have all the guests you need right there. And like big time people you respect. Wow. That is awesome. And and what about those who are even established podcasters that may be listening? Oh, yeah. No, po- they should already know about podcast movement. <laughs> Sorry, not everybody knows. But <laughs> yeah, we had um, this year, I think it was about 3,000 podcasters. And I'm sure it's going to be bigger um, in 2018. It, every year it's bigger. And the guys, uh, Dan Franks and Jared Easley are the guys that put this on. And they do such a bang up job. It's amazing. Awesome. Woo! We got so much good <laughs> stuff. I love it. <laughs> well, well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And uh, I hope that your listeners, you know, have you guys got value from, from this conversation. Absolutely. And um, check out the link. Nicole, you're so awesome. And I can't wait to meet you in person. Yes, indeed. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's Get Genius. You can learn more about The Draw Shop at www.thedrawshop.com, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Your home for kick-butt custom whiteboard marketing videos. Your ideas come to life. Thanks for listening. Please share, comment, and make any suggestions for future genius guests. Oh, <laughs>